0: You've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio, and you're listening to the LJN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment-related. I'm Trey Cochran, and joining me in the Quad today is Jacqueline Peterson. Hey. Azure Mahara. Hello. And Lynn Molitor. Hello. Today, I wanted to start off the show by talking about communication in the workplace, especially via computer and particularly email communication, because we all know it's important to still convey our personalities when talking to fellow co-workers and clients. And I was just wondering if you had any tips on how you guys like to do that. I know there are a lot of do's and don'ts of email, especially professional email, such as all capital letters or (laughs) a lot of exclamation points to seem like you're yelling at somebody and other various things that you've been taught to do and not to do. So I was just wondering if anyone has some uh, peeves about what they don't like people sending them in emails or what you kind of try to use to convey your actual feelings or personality across when communicating with others.
1: I can start. I know for me, I like an email that is grammatically correct and it doesn't have typos. So for me personally, when I send out messages, I like to – take the time to reread the message because a lot of times I'm like typing faster than my brain is running and sometimes <laughs> I'll miss a word and you can sometimes like, if you forget to put the word not in a message, you totally changes the meaning <laughs> of your sentence. So I always like to st- take the time out to reread my message before I press the send button and then do spell check if I think I need to, so.
2: I'm probably a culprit of a couple of typos. I do the same. <laughs> I write, I type really fast too, and and I, I've I've had to go on back and I've been like, oh, I think I read that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, taking the time, uh, there was I actually have one of my contacts that I work with currently, and I had to say something to this person because I would send off an email asking a couple of questions, and that person would reply from their phone, and they would just be like, yep, oh. I'd be like what what question are you answering? Mm-hmm. Like I you know or it would be something really you know a half of a sentence, you know, using the I remember the, that day you were so angry. I was so <laughs> mad. I was like cuz I had been trying to get a, pres- a hold of this person all day and get these questions answered and then I finally saw the email. I was like, "Yes, finally got it." And then it was just like, "Yes." You know, that was it. <laughs> Yes to what? Um, but I, I just think that if you're, you know, if you're going to respond to something, like take the time to respond to somebody's email, read through it and if you're going to write from your phone, don't use like if you're going to say you're, don't put you are unless it's to a friend. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But oh, in the business, right. it, professional setting, I don't think that it's appropriate.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that it just depends on how you were groomed in college. I know I took a business writing course and specifically with You know, email and whatnot. There was a certain way that I was taught. But then when you go to different organizations, you learn that there's like a different culture and how they write. I've never been a big fan of exclamations, but I use exclamations all the time here because that's just part of our culture. We Mm -hmm. show excitement. I never used to send emails with a person's like name, like, hey, Trey. I just write you a message because I'm emailing it directly to you, so mm-hmm. I assume that obviously you're gonna get it. <laughs> um, but here we definitely put salutations, so I, you know, I just kind of do whatever the culture is. But generally speaking, I just you know kind of go with the flow. I don't really have a preference.
1: Now, Jacqueline, that's interesting that you say you know you go with the culture that you're in at the time. So I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about the whole reply all? Which we tend to do <laughs> that here, like, oh. you know, someone got promoted and then all of a sudden we get 15 responses saying congratulations, whereas my previous employer, we, we rarely used reply all. So I was just curious as to what you guys thought about that approach.
3: Well, I think when you're on a particular email and it's with you and your group and you're working on a project and Mm -hmm. there's multiple people, you should reply all to let everyone within that particular group know the status of your project. But what you're referring to are like things that we don't need to be replied all to. And I, you know, I'm I'm gonna agree. So and so got a promotion. Oh my gosh! (laughs) You honestly, do you want to know what I do? I change my email to subject. I click on subject. And then so it'll organize them based on the title Mm -hmm. of the subject, and then I just delete all of them all at one time. Oh, that's good. But I'm still wasting five seconds of my time doing that. Right,
0: yeah. The one thing about the reply all in the workplace, especially here, what I'll do is by the time I even see maybe that piece of news come through in the email, because I may be working on something and I haven't checked the notifications coming through, there will already be 15 or 20 reply alls. So I don't want to just jump on that train and feel like, well, I'm just replying all oh, because so what I'll do is a lot of times is I like to be personal with people when I'm sending a message like I really do mean this. So I'll jab them or I'll send them just replying to them saying, hey, congrats. I've only been here or I've been here for so long. I've seen your work. I think highly of you, that kind of thing. So it's a lot more than just the congrats like everyone else is doing because it kind of seems like everyone follows a pattern with right. that kind of message um, so that's kind of what I, how I deal with the reply all and like, like Lynn said my previous employer that was something that was never done in the workplace so it, I've definitely gotten used to that since being here and I think everyone obviously has their own techniques with dealing yes. with that or how they like that so that's completely fine too um, I just I wanted to touch on using the smiley face in emails oh, yeah. because <laughs> I- when I first introduced myself <laughs> (laughs) to a client or a customer Um, I'm very professional and keep everything you know very proper and I make sure there's no exclamation points or smiley faces (laughs) but then I I find myself as I I, um, create a rapport with them and we get to know each other better I will throw in a smiley face just naturally like I'm smiling right now when I'm talking I'm happy you got me this information we're having you know a good conversation here via email and I'll throw it in there and then I'll look at him like oh no I just put a smiley face in there. But then I'll get an email back from them with a smiley face too. I'm like, sweet, we're on the same page then we're both happy. So I think uh, the smiley face, I'm, I'm never sure if I should use it. And I just wondered if you guys had any opinions on that. I'm,
2: I'm with you, Trey. I I find myself, use I have to like stop myself from using the smiley face because I am also always smiling. So I'm like, oh. And I, what had happened was is I would send out emails and I'm very, I'm very direct too. So if I wasn't, you know, kind of bring it up like, dear so and so, like just wanted to make sure that, you know, like I think that it would come across the wrong way. Um so I, I felt like if I put a smiley face in there it was like Bell- <laughs> Bell- <laughs> a little bit. It conveys it conveys your mood. Right. And, yeah. and I actually got feedback like we don't know how to take this email. Like it's just you know, I would send out an update, for example, and they would say, We don't know if you're updating because and there was just some mixed emotions that they felt about this email in particular, and I was like, I don't know why. Did we're it having... have
3: the smiley face in it?
2: No. So oh, then so I started, started adding. adding the smiley faces, <laughs> oh. and then I was like, no, I wasn't like trying to like be spruce it up a little. Yeah, like I, no, I, I just in I think the email came across that I was just being a little bit more blunt and rude where I wasn't. I was just like getting to the point, like okay, yeah. you know, like have you're straightforward. Yeah, straightforward, and. Um, with a smiley face in there, I'm like, okay, got this done. You know, can you do this part next? Thanks. You know, smiley face, throw it over. Now they know that I'm happy, and I don't mean like get this done. So. <laughs> well, you do, but then you
3: threw a smiley face at the end.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. I really, I really am smiling. But
0: Azure, you should have sent me a smiley face yesterday during our jab or our link conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's laughing over there because she. I came over later in the uh, day. She said, sorry, you messed me. Sorry about that earlier. What? She had- was very, very to the point with me in a conversation we had yesterday. Ooh. I could have definitely used a smiley face. I was sitting there petrified for a second. <laughs> nice. I just paused. Between you and I, Trey, I I was a
2: little frustrated at that moment. I I know you were overall frustrated.
0: (laughs) So I had like 30 responses typed back to Azure, and I was just like, I'm going to let this one go. I just (laughs) let her cool off of it. And then I went back to work. But
3: It was fine. So
0: smiley faces are okay. I
3: think so. But maybe just not like a
0: message with all caps, exclamation marks, and a smiley face at the end. That might be a little too much.
1: (laughs) But I'm like so with Trey because it's like, you know, especially as I develop a relationship an email relationship with someone I don't know across the country. You know, I keep it all professional, friendly, courteous. But then as I start to develop more of like a friendship, then I'll throw in the smiley face again to convey I'm just joking. I'm you know because yeah, just because I write something that I think is funny, someone could read it and <laughs> think, "What is she a dork or
2: something?" <laughs> <laughs> Imply that you are joking, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> with you, Lynn.
0: Well, in regards to relation to email and conversations that we have um, over the computers with coworkers and customers, I know Azure. You actually wanted to touch on a subject today that's somewhat related with how people portray their image um, yeah. in the workplace and whatnot. So,
2: I mean, I know that this has kind of been drilled probably into a lot of job seekers' heads, but I just I just feel like it's a, a topic to bring up, is mostly um, social media, but in particular Facebook. Uh, how people think that, you know, it's their personal Facebook page, it's not their LinkedIn account, you know, it's, it's something that, that should be okay for them to be a little bit more themselves, but I just don't think that that is how it is anymore. And I feel like employers are looking at Facebook pages. So if you have, I mean, you don't have to have a business suit in your profile picture, but you know, don't have something obscene either, whatever that would be, you know what I mean? But I am so I just want to get everyone's opinions on that. Like how you feel about it is, is Facebook really your, your personal page?
3: Well, I don't have Facebook, so, (laughs) but I'll give you my uneducated opinion about it. (laughs) Um, But you do job interviews. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I don't personally go to social media. And and actually, what I'll do is I will Google their name and just see what pops up. Mm. But I don't, I mean, I don't have a Facebook account, so it's pointless for me to try to go to Facebook and Facebook the person and see what's on their page because I can't even log in. But I think generally speaking, you, yeah, you probably want to be aware of what. It looks like, especially the controls, because I know you can um, do certain limits, but I think if you're connected with someone or if you like someone, and they can somehow get through the pages and then see your stuff. And unfortunately, people do judge. So it's something that I think job seekers should definitely be aware of. Yeah.
2: And uh, Jacqueline, you touched on something in particular, too, that if... You like sometimes companies will require you to like their page in order to view it, and that's good for the company because it's going to get them a lot of likes. But by liking their page, doing your research as a job seeker, you should also be aware that now that you're a fan of them, they might be able to see your page depending on your privacy settings.
1: I think they can. Oh, yeah. So
2: I mean, and, it, and that should be fine. But just clean up know your that. clean up your page. Like, know know that that's out there.
0: Yeah, in uh, relation to what Jacqueline said about the privacy settings, I actually was on my computer last night at home, and the antivirus software that I have on my computer notified me when I logged on to Facebook, hey, do you know what your privacy settings are? So they had an option for me to click through my third-party antivirus, and it took me to the page on Facebook where I had all my privacy settings laid out. And I was able to adjust some that I didn't even know about before, such as, I can review what people are tagging me in, in whether it be a post, a random post, or a picture or something that they're putting up on Facebook, which I didn't have turned on before. So that was really cool. That was just something that I saw last night. So I kind of adjusted those just because since Facebook is, everyone's on it, and you're probably friends with a lot of people on there anyone can really attach your names to things that you might not want to be associated with. So by looking at those privacy settings, just making sure you have everything in a row so you are really controlling what you're putting on your page and what other people are associating your name with, um, I think can go a long way, especially if an employer is looking at your profile or trying to figure out what kind of person you are in the uh, job interview process.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So to kind of play off what Jacqueline said, I remain what I term faceless. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it's interesting to have that information out there. I guess, you know, stepping back, thinking of it from the not from the Facebook. But as coworkers, you know, what do you share with your coworkers? Right. You know, like how was your weekend? You know, how do you answer that question? It's like, well, you could have had one hell of a weekend. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I just said that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Great. We're gonna have to edit that out. Love it. <laughs> okay, we'll just go back. No cursing, Crazy weekend. We
0: got some, got some passion in the studio today. Someone had one heck of a weekend.
1: Which is interesting because we never say any kind of that language in the workplace. And here I say it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> my face is like, whoa. <laughs> but if you don't want to share certain things with your coworkers about your weekend, you know, you sure don't want to like put that then out there for future employers to right. see um, pictorially, mm-hmm. you know, versus verbally. So, And also
2: too, like if, if, well, this, you know, this, I know that there was somebody that I worked with at my old job. And they had gone on Facebook and they were in the middle of a job search. They knew that they wanted to leave because they didn't like where they worked. And they put, you know, a post just pretty much complaining about their current job. If I was an employer and I went on their Facebook page and I saw that, I'd be like, you're out. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I just think that people think it's private it's not you no. put it on the internet it's Oof. not private <laughs> Definitely not. I
0: think you just need to be over cautious right. uh, you don't know if your future or current whoever your employer is going to be looking at your profile but just it on you know be cautious, cautious about it because if they are you don't want to put portray that message like mm-hmm. as you were saying that you do or don't like the position you're in I know there this is a huge thing for companies right now in certain states they've actually made laws that HR departments can't ask for login information for any of your social networking sites because for a while they had started asking for that information to go in and kind of use as a screening process. And then there was some legislation passed on the state level Uh, declining that ability for HR departments. So if companies are going as far to wanting your login information...
1: Which I think is crazy. Which is crazy because there's a
0: lot of personal information shared on those a lot of people might use. Um, I know Facebook gives everyone an email now to use in their service. So you might be sharing financial information or very personal information that's just beyond who you are as a person. So it is, I think, a topic or an issue out there to be concerned about for employers and employees alike. And I think everyone just needs to use their discretion when being on social sites like Facebook.
2: Yeah. Definitely. And you know, if you want to put those crazy, you know, ridiculous pictures that people put all over Facebook, or you want to do that, just make a album and set the privacy settings so it's friends only, you know, and then that way, you know, just put that one or whatever custom settings you can do. And then that way, if you do have somebody on, you can still have those pictures for your friends to see your crazy night out (laughs) that past weekend. One heck of a weekend. (laughs) That crazy weekend you had. Um, But employers don't, you know, they don't need to see that or other coworkers. Definitely.
1: Well, and it's a small world out there too. So even though you think you're just sharing it, you know, with a certain group, they may know someone who knows someone and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's like,
3: ah. Or you could be like Lynn and I and be faceless. You guys yeah. Just no faces. I, I just feel like yeah. just a, I live a better life because of it. Yeah, you can
0: actually. <laughs> you're above it. <laughs> above you guys because looking down on me it. in Azure right because now.
3: Because no. of it. She's <laughs> she like, say I'm say in that. your
2: face. I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> um, you can actually set like turn off your Facebook temporarily, mm-hmm. and then it looks <laughs> like you're not on Facebook. So if you are. Looking for a job and you just don't want to deal with all your privacy settings and everything, you could just shut it off for that. Until you get the job. Until you get the job. (laughs) (laughs) That is
3: fantastic.
2: That's
0: actually probably some really good advice (laughs) for some of our job seekers out there. Yeah, that is. And I know, Jacqueline, you actually want to touch on something that might be beneficial for job seekers also, right?
3: Yeah, I was talking to one of my girlfriends, I don't know, it was like two weeks ago, and she called me in a panic because obviously we all work at the local job network. And so there's this perception that we know a lot about human resources.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, you say that we don't? We all just laugh.
3: (laughs) You guys are laughing because you know it's true. All your friends are going to you. Look at my cover letter. Look look at my resume. Can you give me a job? (laughs) I'm going to apply to this position. And so we all get it, right? I mean, is that a (laughs) fair to say? Yeah, it's true. So she calls me in a panic and she's like, oh my God. I got phone screened, and I was at work, and I didn't even know it was happening. And I'm like, what? And she said that she was at work, and she works in home health. So she's able to – she's a nurse, and so she um, she works in home health, and so she works with a client one-on-one, and then she, you know – she just kind of has different clients that she works with on a, on a daily basis. Well, she had applied to a particular position that um, the person had called to follow back up, and they had said started asking her questions, and she didn't recognize that it was like a phone screen because it wasn't really formal. It was like, hey, I got your resume, oh. and I just wanted to ask you a few questions. And so she was thinking like, okay, like, you know, Go ahead. And then she started – she goes – and then the the woman immediately started transitioning into interview questions. She goes – and then I panicked. Oh. And I – and she goes – and then I started stumbling over my words because I was thinking – She's like, I was honestly thinking that she was going to schedule time to connect with me mm-hmm. later, but she didn't. She started saying, tell me your strengths, tell me your weaknesses, and <gasps> how long have you been oh. a nurse? And she's like, and I just freaked out because, A, I'm at work. I shouldn't be talking on the phone, especially when I'm interviewing. For right.
0: yeah, another job.
3: And secondly, she goes, I just didn't see it coming. And so it, it sort of brought up the topic of, well, what is a phone screen slash phone interview? You can use the words interchangeably. And should you schedule them? Yeah.
0: I've been fortunate enough in my previous positions and then my current one that the employer was courteous enough to call, address who they were, (laughs) first (laughs) off. Obviously, your friend didn't have that uh, benefit there. And then say why they were calling, which the first phone call may have been to schedule the future phone interview. I mean, I've always had that courtesy or even an email, what times were good for you. So I was definitely prepared for a phone screen or phone interview. So I can't even imagine what she felt like in that situation, because I probably would have done the same thing. I would have been stumbling over my words. I, if you caught me at the wrong place, at the wrong time, I may have been in a louder louder environment, and I've not been able to concentrate as much. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like it was just as much the potential employer's fault, obviously. And, and
3: she did say, once she started tripping over her words and realizing that this is just going south she did say you know what I would love to talk with you some more but I'm actually at work right now and the employer was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I didn't realize it but then never called her back oh, oh really and that's the part that stung mm-hmm. because, oh. so she went wa- she waited a few days and then she called me and was like what do I do and I was like you know you should have scheduled it and 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 that's sort of why I wanted to bring up the topic because I don't think job seekers realize now Trey You bring up a good point. Sure. Well, I've always been given the courtesy, given the option.
1: Right. Even if you're
3: not, those listeners out there, even if you're not given an option, you do want to take the lead and say, hey, you know what? I would love to talk to you about this position. I'm excited to learn more about it, but now is not a good time. Can you give me an hour? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might be at the grocery store. You might be yeah. dropping your kids off at school, which, by the way, don't ever mention family when you're <laughs> when you're doing <laughs> interviews. But I mean, it just may not be a good time. Well, and I think you want to
1: take the time to prepare and get yourself in the right frame of mind, because the phone interview is an important part of the interview process. That's you have to get through the phone interview in order to get through to the in-person Exactly. so it is yeah. key so yeah take the time out and say hey call me back in 30 and you might be able
2: to sell yourself better in person than you can on the phone so you should I feel like you should prep just as much as you would for an in-person interview yeah on the phone
3: that's key and and that you bring up a very good point I know um, we've done different types of educational tools, talking at different colleges, universities, and done webinars and whatever. That is actually a good point, Azure. When you're doing a phone screen, phone interview, whatever you want to call it, you should just you should prepare as much for that as you would an in person. Going on their company website, putting a list of questions together, and asking those preliminary questions, Steve, and just to make sure if it's a good fit for you too. Oh, okay. yeah. Having your notepad. In your pen?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Looking at Lynn right now because that's her favorite. (laughs) Yeah, be ready to take no. I think um, there was actually somebody that I know that she kind of, called me in a panic too. And she was like, I don't know if the phone interview went good. And I was like, well, w- what happened? And she said that she took the call and she was like, oh, I'm just at home. Like it should be fine. But she said, she was like, I was available. So I, I thought it would be an okay time to take it. But she didn't have her pen and her paper and she didn't; ha- she wasn't mentally prepared. And she had a-, a brand new puppy. And this brand new puppy <laughs> had gotten into the bathroom and was destroying the bathroom the whole time she was oh. on the phone. So She was like trying to like grab the dog and trying to be quiet, but like yell it at the same time and like pull it and put it in its like little pen. And the employer actually, you know, she I I actually knew the employer, too. And um, she happened to say, you know, she was really distracted. I don't know what it was, but we're probably not going to move forward. So, Uh. you know, I had that little tidbit of information to talk to both parties. But, you know, when I went back to her, I, you know, I, just, I asked her what happened and she explained what happened. And I said, OK, you know, in the future, what you should do is just even if you are ready and you are available, still ask if they can call back in, in 15 minutes, a half hour, you know, just so you can take your time to be like, OK, take those sit deep down, breaths. right. And, and get yourself ready, because if anybody calls you, you're going to you're going to be mad. You're going to kick yourself that you forgot to say something or you didn't say something the way you wanted to come across. So just that even that you know, 15 minutes, half hour prep time. um, And then it's not a huge inconvenience. You're still showing that you're flexible and you're available. Absolutely. And
0: always, if you do have access to the potential employer's phone number that they might be calling you off of, maybe you can get that ahead of time through email or whatnot. We all have cell phones. You should save that in your caller ID as that company's name and whoever's calling because that's something that you want to be aware of when you're answering the phone. Oh, it's from an unknown number. Maybe you think it's one of your friends who got a new phone or something. You answer very casually, "Hey, what's up? How's it going? You know, <laughs> like what's up, <laughs> dog? You know, whatever." But if you save it as the employer's number, <laughs> yeah, who
2: is? Why do people even do that? Like, why, are you,
0: why are you calling <laughs> me? And then
2: they're like, "Who is this? So you called me." <laughs> yeah, and then you're like,
3: "I'm with the local job network. You applied." And <laughs>
2: Hello. And you're like, okay. If you are
3: looking for a job,
2: do not ever answer your phone from an unknown number with, who is this? <laughs> Especially if, if you're interviewing for any kind of phone uh, position. And, and, and I'm just
3: not saying that, that it has to come in as unknown, the word unknown. She's saying, if you, you, don't don't number, you don't know the number. You don't know the number. Don't answer it that way.
0: So yeah, that's all very good advice for our job seekers out there, how to <laughs> handle those um, calls if they're not really expecting them. and. The things they they can actually do to prepare for a phone interview or a phone screen. Now I know Lynn wanted to touch on one last subject of the day, and I
1: do you think we have enough time? I Absolutely. feel like we do, <laughs> yeah, and definitely wanna, I definitely wanna
0: I want to talk about this. <laughs> so Lynn, why don't you uh, introduce that?
1: Okay, so. so you know it's the end of the year, and um, usually that means annual performance reviews are coming up, and so I'm always thinking about feedback and feedback. The kind that you need to do something with cannot always be easy <laughs> to take. But usually in the end, it's very beneficial. So I was just wondering, you know, have we ever received feedback that, you know, maybe we didn't necessarily like to hear, but it really helped us in our careers? And so I thought, oh, let's put it out there. And I'll, I can be the first one to share my story since... I've gotten a lot of feedback, because <laughs> I'm maybe a little older. <laughs> that's um, the only reason. That's the only reason. Right? <laughs> you always have, you know, and even now, um, you know, we all have things we can improve on, you know, it's like I can rattle off a list, you know, without anyone telling me what I need to improve on. But, you know, maybe my list isn't as important as my manager's list. But I remember um, one. I had a really good mentor who was my manager, and um, she had shared with me. I had I was working at the same organization, but with a whole different group of individuals, and my um, I thought I was being respectful and deferential to this group of. It was uh, primarily men. And, uh, you know, they were higher, you know, they were high up in the in the chain. So, you know, I'd come to meetings prepared and, you know, I'd kind of be quiet and listen and, you know, give them some options. And my manager told me, she says, you know, the perception is that you're very quiet and you have no opinions. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, you know, you hear that and it's like you just are like, oh. You know, all the good stuff that she just got done telling me, just I'm like, I don't care about that anymore. You know, but, you know, I did step back and I'm like, well, yeah, she's absolutely right. I was doing it because I thought I was being respectful of the management Mm -hmm. chain.
3: But how it's interpreted by your audience is totally different.
1: Yeah, and she used to always tell me a lot of the feedback I got, it was all perception. You know, she goes, I know that's not, what you mean or that's but if that's what everyone's perception is you've got to do something about it
2: right just like that email right <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't being perceived the way I was yeah, that, that has to be um, tough
0: to that has to be tough to accept too when it, you said it's perception it's nothing definitive like this these are what your numbers are and this is what you know something right. as concrete as mm-hmm. maybe performance and numbers and actual facts that you can look at and assess when it's perception it's just you feel helpless almost at first, and then you can make that effort going forward to maybe change that perception.
2: I think that feedback, no matter what, is just really, really hard because we're all human and we all have our egos and it's just, it, you know, it's pride and it's it's hard to swallow sometimes for somebody to sit there and say, okay, this is what you're doing wrong. And I've been in that meeting. Now this is what you need to fix. Let's, let's go through everything. And it's just like, oh. Like really? <laughs> like, what about all the good things? You know? <laughs> right. But you have to, when you're in those meetings, um, you know, you have to remember, like, don't get defensive and understand that the management, the way I look at it, and I, and mm-hmm. especially in this meeting that I was just, this meeting is not was not a fun one to sit through, but I looked at it as, okay, they're helping me. If if they weren't taking the time to tell me, this is what I need to fix, yes, then they wouldn't think of me being there long term or growing in the company or anything like that. So I had to really just swallow it. Okay. Okay. I I understand that that's what I'm doing right now. What tell me, you know, give me some advice. And, and I think that people might be afraid to just be like, okay, help me fix this. Like, what, what, what would you recommend that I do? And then really listen to the advice and take it. And it's, and it's hard. And you might have to just not say anything and just listen and listen, and then walk away and then think about it later when you're not Emotional, perhaps, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, I, you just—you just have to understand that it is there for your benefit.
1: You know, and the interesting thing is, you know, I'm willing to share this story with you because. It's, you know, it's a number of years old, but believe me, after that meeting with my manager, it's like, I didn't go out with my coworkers and say, oh my God, you won't believe what she just told me. You know, it took some time to be able to feel comfortable enough to share it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think we've all been on both ends. Obviously I've received constructive criticism, time management, especially being on sales. I mean, that was like my biggest thing that I I had to struggle with. And and then they sent me to time management school and- (laughs) (laughs)
1: you you went to a whole school
3: not just a class (laughs) okay fine time management class I got certified (laughs) so I love lists (laughs) yeah and then I've learned to say no so uh, but and then but then I've also been on the opposite side where you have to give feedback and I think Azure you brought up a really good point and something that I definitely value and, and I would say probably live by when I stop giving you feedback that's when you should worry because I've, I've already pretty much checked out. And I think that that's how most employers are. Because you said, you know, if they weren't sitting the time to give me this feedback, then they probably wouldn't be seeing me here long term. But they are. And they care. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's key. Um, I was trained as a manager with another, another class is spend time with the people who are worth your time. And the other ones, they'll find their way or they won't. But if you oh. keep working with them and you're not getting anywhere with them, Stop wasting your time.
0: That explains why Jacqueline ignores me so much. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> think, well, you know. <laughs> now I understand. She probably should um,
3: And so I think that that's key. I think that I think if you are getting feedback from your manager, consider it a gift. Yeah. Because if they weren't giving it to you, they're not thinking of you long term. Right?
1: And that's how my mentor was. I mean, she she laid it on the line for me, and and that, and she, just like you said, Azure that's you know she was investing in me and i took to heart what she said
3: right and but uh, you know and i say that but a manager can only go so far and so much i mean you've got to see improvement if you're having the same conversation over and over and over again and then nothing's being changed you know right. you got to cut your losses and move on
2: and it's got to be hard for management too to go to somebody and be like okay yeah. I'm gonna tell you for like an hour what you're doing wrong. It, it's not easy. <laughs> it's like, well right. you might break down and cry. You may or may not. So.
0: Well, I've always accepted criticism in just such a graceful way and I've never gotten defensive about anything, so I don't <laughs> yeah. really have a time. <laughs> so to, Perfect. That's that's a total I'm probably the most defensive <laughs> person in the world. But just uh to wrap that up, I just, you know, wanted to let everyone know I don't okay. ever have Of issue with criticism. (laughs) But it looks like we've run out of time.
1: um, We do like to say constructive criticism. Sorry, constructive (laughs) criticism.
3: Or um, opportunities for improvement.
0: Thank you for the clarification. Mike. I think
3: I think Tim's rolling his eyes. It's Tim's our engineer, and he he his word is it's weakness. It's weakness. okay. <laughs> Call it what it is. It's a weakness. I don't need you to sugarcoat anything. <laughs> That's just because Tim's trying to wrap this, us up. Yeah,
0: you have him yelling at us. I here, know. So I can we'll... see
1: him like doing hand signs over there.
0: <laughs> but it does look like we have run out of time in the quad today for today's show but we'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and if there is a topic that you would like us to discuss on our next episode please send your suggestions over to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com For Jacqueline Peterson Azure Mahara Lynn Molitor I'm Trey Cochran and thanks for listening today.